Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I had a whole bunch of people send me this story uh, from the sun.com, but widely reported. Elizabeth Ranks Brugge wrote this. I'm being evicted from a $300,000 home of 26 years despite paying off the mortgage because the city sold it from under me over a $3,000 tax debt. Now, here's something you do need to know. Most places in America, uh, if you own a piece of property, it gets taxed by somebody. If you don't pay those taxes, they'll become a lien against the property. Some places won't act on foreclosing that lien until it becomes very, very stale, meaning they'll give you a long time to pay it off. But obviously, if you sell the house, you got to pay it off. But if you've lived there for 10, 15, 20 years and you haven't paid the taxes in five or 10 years, there's a good chance they're going to come by and sell your house. But they're supposed to notify you before that happens. So the problems that we hear about are twofold. One is we hear about people who say, I heard my house got sold and nobody told me. And the other one is what happens to the surplus money? So let's assume the house is worth more than $3,000. Let's suppose it sells at auction for $100,000. Okay. Who gets to keep the $97,000? Because in some states, the state or the municipality or the county or the city or whoever it is, whoever the taxing authority is, sometimes they get to keep that windfall, which most people think, okay, that's wrong. And it is. Um, and in many states are actually fixing that law. But here we go. Out of Massachusetts, where the laws put locals who fall behind on taxes or bills at risk of losing their homes. Some legal experts have labeled this equity theft, but another lawyer has refuted that claim. The woman in the story here had her property taken away from her because of a tax debt that was under $3,000. The law in Massachusetts allows state or city governments to foreclose on a property by putting a tax lien on the property and then going through the process. And it can be done even if it's a small amount of money. The city or state can then sell the property and keep any surplus. So this woman's two-family home worth an estimated $300,000 was foreclosed after health issues forced her to leave her job as a warehouse worker. At that time, she owed the city of Worcester, and I am pronouncing that correctly, I know that for a fact, (laughs) $2,656 after falling behind on her taxes. The city of Worcester sold the tax lien to an auction debt buyer for $3,370. So they basically said, okay, we just need our $2,656. We'll sell it to you for $3,370. I suspect that was done at an auction. Um, so, And I know it says it was at, to, an, to an auction debt buyer, but it doesn't say it was actually done at an auction. But I, I, most places require it to be an auction. And by the way, you're allowed to attend and bid on your own property if you get notice. She was later forced to move out of her home by the buyer after the buyer sent her an eviction notice. So she said, I'm being evicted from my own home. I couldn't believe what was happening. I was packing my boxes and we started moving my stuff into storage. She claimed the city never informed her that they had sold her tax lien to these other buyers. And by the way, there should be a notice that You are in delinquency here. You're in arrears. Here's how much you owe us, and here's what you need to do to cure that. And then they should say, okay, if this doesn't get paid by this date, we're going to auction off your house. And so they should be sending these notices. And I don't know if they did or not, by the way. The story doesn't actually touch on that. She said, I called City Hall. I wanted to find out where I stood with the taxes, how to fix the situation. They never told me that I was not the owner. So she says she called them. 
unaware that they'd already sold her house and they didn't even bother telling her that. So a legal team has filed suit against the city, the treasurer, and the buyer. The lawsuit was filed by an attorney and his team at Greater Boston Legal Services, and it includes this case. Apparently, they're litigating a few of these. The attorney says it's a process that doesn't make any sense. It's a process that is targeting people that are especially vulnerable. It's just wrong. Meanwhile, the owner of the, of the house now, because he bought it, did not comment, but a lawyer spoke to a TV station who stated that the term equity theft was inaccurate. He said the word theft is a pejorative word that implies something is happening illegally. And in fact, nothing has happened illegally. Um, yeah, at that point, dude, you're really splitting hairs. Because theft does not mean that it has to be illegal, okay? I mean, I've seen a guy steal second base. Uh, I realize steal and theft are two different words, but they're the same concept. And so they can have different meanings in different settings. And so when somebody goes, oh my gosh, that's just pure theft. Well, no one's saying that they should arrest the city, obviously. He also argued that the law was a benefit to city and state finances. He said, I think my client has benefited municipalities tremendously. He realized, well, this is a win-win for everybody because it provides a service for municipalities to basically assign their tax liens and get paid in full without having to incur any of the delays and expense of actually taking cases to land to court. Well, here's a situation where that guy was split hairs a minute ago, right? So let's split hairs with what he just said. This is a win-win for everybody. Everybody. What about the woman whose house just got bought for $3,000? Was it a win for her too? If it wasn't a win for her, it wasn't a win for everybody. So let's just not throw stones. Meanwhile, the woman who owned the house says she's in court fighting the practice for herself and others. She said, I would not want somebody to go through what I'm going through. That's why I'm fighting this battle, not just for me, but for other people. The city of Worcester officials declined to comment when asked by WCVB, and they cited pending litigation. I've mentioned before this happens in a lot of states, and some organizations like the Institute for Justice, Pacific Legal Foundation, and others have taken this concept on in court. Because a lot of states just go, oh, this is perfectly legal. And I know that in Michigan, it took our Supreme Court to step in and go, this can't be right, and, and, and spun it around. And suddenly, there's a situation where people who had had this happen to them now had a remedy and could go back after it. But most people, if you simply walk up to them and say, okay, I'm going to explain a scenario to you, and I'm going to ask you what's right and what's wrong. So you own a house, and you're supposed to pay taxes on it, and you didn't pay your taxes. Okay, so after a while, you haven't paid your taxes and the city or the county or whoever it is decides to foreclose on the tax lien against your house. Your house is worth $100,000. You owe $5,000 in back taxes. They take your house to auction and it sells for $100,000. So they pay themselves the $5,000 that they're owed. What should happen to the other 95? Most people would say, oh, you're returning that to the person who owned the house their house. And in Michigan, they actually said, no, 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 no. We're going to keep that money because the person who owned the house abandoned it. And that was the best argument they could come up with. And some states simply have a law on the books that say they can do this. And they go, we don't need a justification. It's a law. The law says we can't. Okay, you know that the law was just created by people sitting in a room someplace, probably smoking big fat cigars, um, and they passed the law because oh, it'll never affect us. We pay our taxes. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people should be allowed to get away without paying their taxes. 
It's a question of what happens to the surplus. So when they sell the house for $3,300 and it's worth $300,000, something's wrong. And one thing I'm going to tell you, and I've not mentioned this in a while, but there's a concept in the law, and there's not really even a name for it, but it's a concept that you should be aware of, where if I tell you that I want to sell you something, and it's worth 10 bucks, and I sell it to you and you buy it for me for 10 bucks, and you tell your friend, hey, I bought this thing from Steve, it's worth 10 bucks, he sold it me for 10 bucks. You go, oh, okay, it sounds about right. Now, what if I told you that I met somebody who had something of great value? It was worth $100,000, but they sold it to me for 10 bucks. Here, I've got it right here. It's worth 100 grand, but I paid 10 bucks for it. One of your first thoughts is going to be, I wonder what the problem is. There's something wrong with this equation. Either it's not what he thinks it is, or the person selling didn't understand what it was. Now, why wouldn't they understand it? Now, it's possible someone's got an antique, they're not aware that it's valuable, like an antiques rojo. But it could also be that I took advantage of the seller. So let's, let's start throwing some facts in here. Let's make a hypothetical out of this. So I explained to you that um, my next-door neighbor is an elderly person pushing 100 years old. Bad eyesight, bad hearing, and um, not quite as sharp mentally as they used to be. And they've got this thing worth $100,000, and they sold it to me for 10 bucks. Are you going to go, Steve, what a great deal, congratulations. Or are you going to go, Steve, did you take advantage of somebody? Did you, did you rip somebody off? And so you have to be aware of the fact that the law and courts dealing in equity, that is just doing what's right, will look and should look at a transaction where something so lopsided happens that you go, how could that have happened? That makes no sense. How does a house worth $300,000 get sold at an auction for $3,000? How does that happen? And so if you're going to tell me, oh, no, 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 Steve, this is all on the up and up. It happened in an arm's length transaction at an auction. It was well advertised and well attended. You're telling me that nobody wanted to take a flyer on this and bid more than $33.70 on a house worth $300,000. So either the house ain't worth $300,000 or there's something wrong with these buyers or the, transa- the, the, the auction. There must, be, there, there must be when something sells so hellaciously below its value. And so I'm not saying that she's elderly. I'm not saying that she's got... I'm, I'm simply pointing out that when you see a transaction happen that is so wacky that you have to go, how did that happen? You often look at it a little more carefully to see what did happen because something strange might have happened. And again, this could all be above board. It could all be perfectly legal under the laws of Massachusetts. It could be. It could be. But it makes you wonder. That's all I'm getting at. So once in a while, I'm not trying to lecture you about the law. I'm just asking you to think. (laughs) Think about this one for a split second. So the house is worth $300,000, and it sold for $3,000. Supposedly on a transaction that was on the up and up. That's my question to you. How did that happen? Don't know. Don't know. But a lot of people sent it to me. Thanks a lot. Headline, I'm being evicted from a $300,000 home of 26 years. Despite 
having paid off the mortgage, City sold it from under me for a $3,000 tax debt, and now the new owner has ejected me. From the sun.com, Elizabetta ranks Bergie wrote that. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been to Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq, and I can say without hyperbole that this is a million times worse than all of them put together.